In about two days, the nation is going to celebrate Independence Day. It's 247th birthday. It's one of the biggest days for this nation. You know what Independence Day is for? Not barbecues. Not just vacations, not just traveling. It's to celebrate freedom. And I still remember the first time I read the Independence, uh, the Declaration of Independence. We hold this truth to be self-evident. Can anybody quote the rest of it? That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. That among them are the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I asked my wife this morning, do you know anything about the Declaration of Independence? She said, eh, maybe not. I just quoted that for her. She said, yeah, I know the pursuit of happiness. That's actually good. That's actually good. But isn't it interesting to have some Chinese pastor to quote the Independence, Declaration of Independence, 247-year-old founding documents for this country. And this document is to celebrate freedom. And it's very interesting to know that the founding fathers of this country put so much importance on the basis for the freedom, which is actually the law was given to Moses on the Mount Sinai. I call that mountain of freedom. It's a very, the most appropriate to talk about Exodus 20 today. That's the Ten Commandments. I mean, if you go to Washington, D.C., you probably notice that any famous building has the scriptures on it. This is the top of the Supreme Court, and they have all the statues of the great lawgivers in human history. And right in the middle is actually Moses holding two iPads. No, not two. <laughs> the tablets. It's the Ten Commandments. If you pay attention to the oak door of the Supreme Court, the beautiful oak doors, and at the bottom portion, there are two commandments, two Ten Commandments at each side of it. So the Ten Commandments are all over the places in this country, and the Founding Fathers know the importance. That's actually the basis for the freedom the Independence Day is celebrating. So we are going to start a series of Ten Commandments starting this, this today. We're going to spend ten weeks. Each week, we're going to talk about one commandment. That's how important. Not just for the nation, but it's for you and me as individual Christians. So today, we are going to talk about the general views about the Ten Commandments. No one likes laws. Because since we are celebrating freedom... We want to do whatever we want to do without consequence. That's basically what people are trying to do as a, as, a, as a free people. When it comes to laws and regulations, people generally have a negative feeling about them. So today we're going to ask two questions. I'm going to give you some uh, reasons uh, to address those two questions. One is why to study Ten Commandments. The second is why to obey the Ten Commandments. So we're going to go through, we're going to focus on just two verses of the chapter, folks, on, on Exodus 20. So that's the Ten Commandments. And we have two questions. 
why to study Ten Commandments and why to obey. So, why to study? I'll give you three reasons. Actually, I have five reasons, but I'll give you three. General ignorance. People just don't know the law. That's why. God gives us the law, and people don't understand it. People don't know it. If you don't know the law, you will be in trouble. Well, that's as easy as that. I still remember that uh, when I came to the States uh, more than 23, 25 years, 23 years ago, I have a friend who just came with, with me. I'm, I'm a good friend of him. We went to school uh, together in the United States. So he just came to the United States. He didn't know the law. He was a straight-A student. You know, he's, he's great. He's smart. You know, when you're pulled over by a police in this country, when you're pulled over by a police, what do you do? Stay in the car. It doesn't really matter how much time the policeman takes in his car doing the registration stuff. He waited for about one minute. The policeman was in his car, and he got out the car. What did the policeman do? Pull up a gun. <laughs> Start doing this. Put him on the handcuff. Put him in the police car. Because the policeman thought he was threatening him. He was a straight-A student. Never got in trouble with any laws at all. He's a full scholarship in Ivy League school. First time ever in his lifetime got handcuffed to police, put in the police car. Why? Because he's ignorant about the law. So if you and I don't know the law of God, you and I will be in trouble. How much ignorant are we, or people, an American people, ignorant about the law? Someone did a survey, and it was almost 10 years ago. So they asked people about the Ten Commandments and see how many people know how much they know about the Ten Commandments. And they used a comparison. What is the comparison? How much do you know about the ingredients in a Big Mac? You know what Big Mac is? That's McDonald's Big Mac. You know, you've never been to McDonald's. I mean, I have nothing to say. 80%, 80% of the people surveyed knew there were two beef patties in the Big Mac. Only 60, less than 60%, know there's a, there's a thou shalt not kill in the Ten Commandments. That's how people, how little people know about Ten Commandments. So that's that's, that's reason number one. That's the general ignorance about the law. And the more reasons why you should study and we should study the law or Ten Commandments. I mean, that's the key to understanding the Bible. If you start reading your Bible, you get to Genesis, you get to Exodus. Once you get to Exodus 20, following Scriptures, all basically lots of scriptures that revolves around Mosaic law. Not, not just in the Old Testament, but in, in the New Testament as well. So people say, okay, this is just Ten Commandments. In the Bible, there are so many other laws, so many other regulations. If you read your book in Leviticus, there are so many things over there. Do you know how many Old Testament laws are there? Old Testament laws are there. Yeah, it's very close. 613 laws. 
And the Ten Commandments are the principles. If you if you use an analogy, the Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments, is the Constitution, and the rest of it are the regulatory statute statutes. If you go over to Exodus twenty one, after the Ten Commandments was given to the to, to the people, you start seeing whenever you do this. Whoever is doing this, when this happens, you should do this. When that happens, you should do that. And if you ask Jake, that will be the case law. And you have the constitution. You have all these big regulations, and you have the, each case that you that you're trying to apply the constitution or the big laws to people on the daily life. So, the Ten Commandments, the Old Testament. It's talking about the laws, and we need to know what they are and our constitution. And in the New Testament, okay, we say, okay, Moses talked about the law. The New Testament talked about Jesus. It's all about grace. Okay, we don't follow the law anymore. We just follow grace. Is that right? No. Yeah. When Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments, what did he say? You shall love the Lord your God, and you shall love your neighbor and love each other. Great. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? You love your God and love your neighbors. Follow the Ten Commandments. That's how you love the law. That's how you love the Lord, and that's how you love each other. So the Ten Commandments is actually the instruction that God gave us. For both New Testament, for both Old Testament and New Testament, let me let me quote the Bible for you. So in the in the in the New Testament, the Romans thirteen eight to nine, that's what the Apostle Paul was saying to people, and he was instructing the people over there how to live a great Christian life. So Romans thirteen eight to nine, owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves each other has fulfilled the law, for the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandments are summed up in his words: "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." So this commandment shows us how to love each other. So this is the New Testament. Jesus said we should love God, and we should love each other. And how to do that? Follow the Ten, Com- Ten Commandments. Okay. So that's that. The third reason. It's because the law is good. We don't like laws, but the law is good. Romans seven twelve. This is the, the the one that everybody knows. The commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. You know, we don't want someone to tell us what to do. But imagine this. How much better life would be if everyone kept the Ten Commandments? You would not need the copyright law. You would not need the intellectual property law. You won't need the you you won't need the lock. You won't need the contract. You won't need court. You won't even need the prison if everybody kept the Ten Commandments. The law is good, but imagine 
that you are driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway, aren't you grateful that there are guardrails on the side so that you don't just drive over the cliff and to your unexpected death? You know? Someone put the law, put the guardrail over there as a, as a protection to protect us to live a free life. That's what the law is all about. So I gave you three reasons why to study the Ten Commandments. And what about obey the Ten Commandments? Why do we need to obey the Ten Commandments? Basically, the two reasons. One is who we are. One is who God is. That's based on Exodus 20, verse 1 and verse 2. So who are we? If you go back to Genesis, uh, not Genesis, Exodus 19. Exodus, ni Exodus 19 basically defined who we are after we are delivered, or the people, delivered from Egypt. The Bible says those people are the holy nation. That's exactly what Peter said in his epistle. Remember the holy nation and the uh, and, and, uh, and, and heavenly priest? There's a one way, that's a good way, to be patriotic about this nation. But as important as it is, if you belong to the earthly nation, we have a much more important nation, which is a heavenly nation. And you know what? You and I are the holy nation. And there's allegiance we pledge, ultimately. Not necessarily to the symbols we have on earth, but ultimately to Jesus Christ. That's our holy nation. That's who we are. Once the people were delivered out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, they were called the holy nation. That's who you and I are. That's the first definition about who we are. The second one is out of slavery. Out of slavery. So verse 1 saying that and they got delivered out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. They actually were already free. They were already free. So when we talk about when we talk about law and rules, we always under the impression God gave us some kind of rules for us to follow so that He will bless us. Is that right? Yes and no. Because take a look at all those Israelites. God gave them Ten Commandments when? Chapter 20 of Exodus, that's after three months, three months after they were delivered out of their bondage, out of their slavery. So grace, or God's salvation, comes before his law. The law is not to rule them and give them a reward for the salvation. The law is to help them and is the protection and is the guarantee for them to have a free life. So when people say they, the, uh, the, the Israelites were out of slavery, the real true freedom that we're talking about 
as not to do whatever you want to do without consequences. The true freedom is to find the right restriction, a right constraints. So when people or Israelites, you and you and I, were delivered out of a bondage of sin, they're delivered out of bondage of slavery. Grace precedes the law. So that's who actually we are. That's the reason why we need to obey the law because who we are. Okay, the second one. Second one. Well, I've, actually, I want to ask questions, and um, Jake is right there. You know, how many lawyers do we have over here? Jake, raise your hand. It's the only one. I ask him actually, how many laws we have in the United States? A very simple question. Easy to answer, right? I don't know, <laughs> because no one knows. You know how many laws we have to regulate the gun control? Twenty thousand laws to regulate your gun, and we don't know how many laws we have over here in this country. The laws are to help you. It's hard to believe, but when God gives us the law, it's to help us, to protect us from the danger, and help us to live a free life. That's what it's all about. Okay, all right. Who God is, and what He has done. The God is Lord. When the Bible talks about the Lord, it's talk about Yahweh. It's a self-existent, self-existent, Almighty Creator of the whole universe. The whole universe was made by Him. If the God is the God you are talking about and revealed in the Scripture, and He is who He is. And he is, I am who I am, and he is the creator of the universe. Don't you think you should obey his law? If you want to challenge him, and you have seen the movie Superman or what Spiderman, you know, get to the roof and try to fly, try to violate the law. God has created. You will see what happened. And regardless of what the Hollywood tells you, so if God is the Lord, is the Almighty Creator, that gives you the sufficient reason to obey what He says. And not only that, in verse one, it tells God is Lord, your God. It's not just the Almighty God, so remote from who 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 we are or what we're doing here. He is your personal God. He's the God who took you out of Egypt, who knew what you've been through, who knew what your struggle is, who knew what your challenges are, and He's your personal God. He's not just the God Almighty. He's the God who loves. Is the God who has been with you. So that's the second reason, and the third reason. 
is what God has done. So the Bible says in the verse 1 and 2, it says, brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The law came after the gospel. That's a good deliverance. Religion is actually is the rule. Religion is all, all about, I mean, any religion is picked on any religion. Even so-called the Christian religion is all about the rules. You obey the rule, the supreme being, the divinity, or God, or God will just bless you. So you scratch God back, God will deliver. So you pay him, he will deliver. So your relationship with God is like what you have with, you know, Kruger. You pay and they deliver. That's rules. But like I said just now, when God was doing something, he didn't ask the Israelites to obey the rules. I give you the Ten Commandments. Take a look at it. Clean yourself. After three months, I will come back to check on you to see if I'm going to deliver out of Egypt. All right? I give you the rule. Take a look at it. See what happens. You know, if you don't obey, you're dead. If you obey, you're out of Egypt. Is that the way it was? That was not the way. God delivered them because they cried out to God. God showed them grace before God showed them the rules. So that's what the Christianity is all about. The grace actually precedes the law. The salvation, the salvation is actually, it's not the reward for your obedience. Salvation is the reason for your obedience. I repeat myself. Salvation is not your reward for obedience. Salvation is the reason for your obedience. So, you and I are delivered out of the bondage of sin first. We praise the Lord. We love Him. Then we want to follow Him. In John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So we obey the Ten Commandments not just out of fear. We're so afraid of God. If I don't do what God wants, him, wants me to do, God is going to strike me or something, lightning or something. I go, go out and have a car accident. Oh, I, God forces me to obey His law. That's not what it is. God saves you first so that you want to love Him, want to follow Him by obeying His Ten Commandments. So these are the reasons why we need to study the Ten Commandments. And these are the reasons we need to obey the Ten Commandments. And in the following weeks, we're going to talk about each of the commandments that's so essential and essential to our Christian life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful. We are so grateful that you are a God of deliverance. You're God of salvation first. Lord, we thank you so much for the Ten Commandments because that law shows your character, your nature, your loving character, and your loving nature. The grace precedes the law. Lord, Give us a heart to love you. Give, the, give us a heart to follow you. Because we love you first, you first, you first loved us. Lord, 
as we celebrate the nation's Independence Day, take us deeper. We're not just celebrating the freedom we enjoy. We celebrate your grace. We celebrate your salvation. We pray for this nation and all the nations. And we pray one day the people will gather around your throne to praise Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, we really want that to happen. Use us to be the channel, to be the way that we can bless other people like you commanded us to love the Lord and each other and our neighbors. Lord, we thank you for the privilege you give us to stay in this nation, stay on earth, to become the blessings to other people. Lord, thank you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.